Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. The 300th episode of Andy's Girls was recorded live at Club Coming in New York City. Thanks to everyone who supported the event and bought tickets near and far. And a special thanks to Lisa Barlow, Carol Radswill, Margaret Josephs, Kelly Glorin Ben Simone, and guest co host Evan Ross Katz. Hope you enjoy AG300. And now for a combo as good as a 44 ounce Diet Coke Easy Ice with Lemon. Please welcome the opposite of bad weather, Sarah Galley and Evan Ross Katz. Only 65 more episodes, and then you can listen to me every day of the year. I'm like the gay Carrie Bradshaw. Fuck with me, and I will kill you with my Peloton. Which feels like a mistake. That's, <laughs> do you know how long we've been doing this show for? Uh, math is hard. Six six years, maybe. Maybe six. You I'm tell me. At, <laughs> you tell you me. <laughs> I have was not, but I'm very proud of six years for I mean, you. I am I'm into six years, and I'm into one and a half more. Um, but in the meantime, I want to introduce tonight's guest co-host. You know him as writer, fashion columnist, podcast host, author of the best-selling, just-released, Into Every Generation, A Slayer is Born, How Buffy Staked Our Hearts, and of course, the AGs know him in our community as the Doris Kearns Goodwin of Bravo. Welcome, Evan Ross Katz! Evan! Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Now, Evan, there's a lot happening. We have some housewives coming. We have housewives calling. There's legacy housewives, Le <laughs> if you will. Yeah, we do have legacy. We do have some legacy housewives. But I do kind of want to get a sense from the audience. Does everybody know about the news that broke this week about the Real Housewives of New York? Okay, so to sum up, just to summarize. Will you sum it up for me? I mean, I did just reread the variety. The variety article is so long. So long. That I like, I, I, it, it is, it is in me now. Yeah, it is yeah. seeped, but it's also not because I keep skimming it. But it's, it was great. <laughs> this is the nightmare of being a Bravo content creator where we're like, we need more content, give it to us. And then they give it to us and we're like, this is just too much. I'm sorry. It's like Beverly Hills. I can't read an LA Times article. Just give me the Wikipedia. Um, but anyway, so Andy announced uh, in a piece that was released exclusively on Variety on Wednesday that they've made a decision about the future of the Real Housewives of New York after what is considered by most people many people some people including myself is one of the worst fran one of the worst seasons to have happened the most recent season was it 13 yeah well i mean there was no place for them to go yeah. but down um so there was an announcement that essentially they're recasting the real housewives of new york with an entirely new cast and then they're going to introduce a quote unquote legacy show which may be on peacock will be on peacock and then the original will feature all new people. And it was quite an article. There was like some sass about Jill. There was some interesting feedback about Ebony, who is a current housewife who Andy suggested might be cast on the show of only new housewives, which probably isn't a great indicator for her future on the show, but TBD. But anyway, I do want to get your thoughts on the two-state solution that is the Real Housewives of New York, who is in favor of this concept? I, well, it's quite literally happening, but just out of curiosity, who's in favor of it? Okay, and who's like, not? Okay. Um, Evan, how do you feel? Well, just zeroing in on the Variety article for a moment, which was like a lot of width, and not a ton of depth. Um, we, it took a long time to get through it, and I don't know how much I discerned from the article. I guess what I need is a sense of one of these two franchises with some wheels in motion. Um, we don't have a cast for, I, well, excuse me, we don't have a confirmed cast for either of these two franchises, and Andy made it clear that we're still in the casting process for the rebooted version. So I just was hoping for a little bit more of uh, heft with the announcement, like, you know, a premiere date or cameras are up at the very least. Um, but I did get the sense that Ramona is not coming back. So that was at least sort of a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I mean, things happen. Yeah. People change. They evolve. Shows change. Who wants Ramona? And it, this is a safe space, by the way. You can say, believe your beliefs. Okay, we, we live in a space of discomfort here on Andy's Girl sometimes. Who wants Ramona to stay within the universe of Real Housewives? Noting this is a safe space doesn't mean you, the amount of buildup of like, it's okay to like her even though she's a terrible person. Um, but who wants her to stay in the Bravo world? Safe space. Okay, we got two. And who is okay with her retiring? And who's okay with something worse happening to her? <laughs> um, you know what? This is kind of, 
so you guys know we're gonna FaceTime with Marge in a little bit and Kelly Ben Simone is gonna be joining us on stage shortly and I would love to get her thoughts but there is somebody that I am going to attempt to call which we did not tell you guys about because maybe it'll happen and maybe it won't but we're just gonna try this out okay bear with us it's someone who might have some feedback and some thoughts I don't remember how we did this the last time. Oh, my hair is fucked up. Why didn't anybody tell me that? <laughs> um, for the listeners at home, no one is answering. Well, I was going to give you a hint as to who it is, but I wouldn't want them to hear. <gasps> oh, my God. Carol Razzawell. <laughs> Welcome to the... I'm, I'm, oh my god, I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at a restaurant. I, I let me just go to the quiet corner. Oh my god, what more of those people? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Carol, do we know what we're, we're so we're at a show right now? We're at Andy's Girls, the iconic and very popular Real Housewives podcast, and it's a 300th episode. So I'm joined on stage by Evan Ross Katz. Hi, Carol. Yes, I know Evan. I mean, we've had dinner. Hi, Evan. before your well, entree arrives. You, uh, I'll give you a little tip. You know where I am? Um, at the Regency? Where are you? No, I, you're so funny. I'm at Le Cirque, I'm at Le Cirque? Uh, this restaurant called Hong, Hong Dong, which is the, a very chic Chinese restaurant, but it, guess what it used to be? Le Cirque? Le Cirque, where Aviva dressers threw her leg. You know what, we actually did try to get Aviva's leg here tonight, but it was unavailable. iconic historic moment in New York history and you were there to watch the horror take place. Yeah, yeah, no, that 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 that, haunt, that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Um speaking of haunting, or maybe not, there was uh -huh. some news that came out this week, uh, straight out of variety about the future of housewives and the Daily Mail did a poll asking people who they wanted to see the most return to Housewives for this new legacy show, and you won by a landslide. I mean, this is the thing about it. I have not really said, like, a lot of, like, great, great things about my experience on the show because I just stayed too long, and it really started, like, affecting my mental health. Yeah. But, and I don't want to take a... I think it's amazing that I, the fans of the show are amazing, and I love them. My beef was always with Bravo production, but, you know, the fans, I, I was laughing so hard that I won that in a landslide, because I didn't even think people even remembered that I was on, or that, I, like, how could I ever come back? I mean, I would, I would not, but I appreciate the fans' loyalty. Well, I mean, I, the number one question I, is... I miss a marathon, and, and, and you know how I feel about loyalty. 
Yeah, and some people did not attend the marathon. And my question to you is, do you plan to attend Real Housewives Legacy? Would you be open to that if there was some tete-a-tete with Andrew or whomever, a prayer no, circle or no. something? Okay. I mean, I don't know. No, I would consider, listen, taking the, fa- uh, the fans' desire for me to come back, putting that aside, because I, I love them and, I, and I, I've always had great interactions and great feelings about the fans of the show. Yeah. But but I, if I went back, I don't know, I would consider that sort of to be like an epic fail on my part. Like, oh. I, 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 I would not go back. I could not have one more conversation about anything with uh, any of them. Well, I'm so I, I just, thankful that you're talking to us now. I don't even think series and whatnot. Um, Carol, we love you. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Enjoy your dinner. Bye, Carol. Bye, Carol. (laughs) There's a lot to kind of say when it comes to this whole legacy idea. My question is, you know, there are shows that are based on and built around relationships and friendships, like Vanderpump Rules, which was specifically about a, a specific group of friends, and when those friends are no longer on the show, the show evolves or doesn't. And then there's Shaws of Sunset, which is built around a specific group of people. And then there's the Housewives, which is about an idea and a concept. And ideally, you don't necessarily know the characters. 
And this is my long-winded AG classic way of asking a question to you, Evan Rosskatz, which is how does the future of New York work when we know the characters involved? Like it's it's not supposed to be the, the characters are the star. It's ideally the show is the star, the Housewives franchise is the star, but they're removing 13 years and putting it on Peacock. Is that strategically a good move? Are you talking about legacy or I'm talking the about reboot? OG. OG, they had 13 years with a specific group right. of friends who we didn't know, who we got to know, who changed through legs, went to islands, did other stuff. Like now they went are went to London, went grabbed to, the ashes, went to London, cried, grabbed headphones. the ashes with yeah. Doris. Things yeah. happened. What does it mean that they are starting again? and putting the people we've grown to love who have become at the core of storytelling somewhere else. Well, I think the issue is that which we grew to love, we fell out of love with over time. But I think one of the exciting things, if you look at like the DeBroissance happening currently on Orange County, which, you know, happened to mild success, I think we could say. But I think one of the opportunities that it opened up for the future is what happens when we bring back an old cast member and catch up? And so I think in the case of Jill, and I think in the case of Kelly, and several others, Jules, I want Jules back, I think there's a big opportunity to sort of be like, what have you been up to in the interim, and how do you reintegrate into this group? And in the case of like Kelly and Jill, for instance, they're still friends with Lou. They're still friends with some of the girls. So, you know, get them on the phone. And you bartended at Watch What Happens this week with Marge and Luann when the day before the variety piece broke, when Andy said to Lou, Hey Lou, um, just out of curiosity, like who would you like to return to um, Housewives? And she said, Kelly, who we'll talk to in a little bit, and Aviva, Aviva and Jill. Um, do you think that Lou knew in that moment what was to drop the next day? How much of a surprise was this to the women who are likely most affected when it comes to like future employment? I think it was a total surprise. Um, right. I do. I, I don't think many conversations have happened outside of that variety piece instigating conversations. And I think Andy made that clear in talking about, you know, he was explicit about the fact that he was doing this interview with Kate Arthur in Variety in right. the hope of it sort of being a call to a New York uh, New York friend group to come together and potentially come on the show. And I think it was the same sort of bat signal to the former Roni ladies, which is to say, like, the door that was formerly closed may be reopened. Give us a ring if you want to do a round two or a round three in some instances. And Bethany. I mean, well, and pre-Miami, I think people would think of Peacock as a little bit of a demotion. And then Miami happens, and that's the show that most Bravoholics are talking about most when it comes to iconic storytelling, um, stakes, laughter. Nine housewives, including friend of. A great cast. Beautiful, like the logo is gorgeous. But that's like, what just, worried me. Right. That's what worried me about what he was saying that they're looking for five ladies for right. the Roni reboot. And I'm like, take the template of Miami right now. We need bodies in the room, and five is not enough. I say, take a playbook from Roni season seven, and we need eight wives minimum. Mm -hmm. And that's not even counting friend of. And do you think he's gonna take that to heart? Like how much of the numbers, did he just not, did he not just throw a number out, but it's because he's talking about like the friend circles will be because of people with their friends and it's all gonna be about friends and they all know each other. So don't worry, they're all gonna be very close. There's gonna be relationships happening. Do you think that five was just a number that he kind of threw out? 
I hope, my sense is that they're going to actively be seeking five women in the hope that, you know, each of those five women bring with them, you know, a Candy Burris type of like mm. family unit to bring onto the show. Cause I think one thing that original Roni had that later season Roni lacked was sort of like the extended cinematic universe. We got into situations where we were just siloed with our housewives thinking about Leah, for instance, it's like the sister's not gonna happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if you were Leah, who was kind of a part of a potential next generation of housewives or a reset for New York, how would you be feeling about this news? Um, <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think about her. <laughs> okay. Um, and if you were a Lou, a Sonia, I mean, it's become such an industry that I would think this news is not necessarily pleasing to the ears and eyes, except that if going between a spinoff show and absolute unemployment, you would go to the spinoff show, right? But it was really exciting. Like, did anyone else feel a certain pang when they went on Twitter last week and saw Roni trending? And it was like a reminder that like, this is the show. Like Atlanta and New York are the franchises at the end of the day. And because Roni has been out of season for several seasons, it was exciting just the fact that we were having conversations about New York once again, that the cynicism within me can go away very quickly in favor of like, listen, if they're down to retool, I'm down to revisit. Like I'm, I'm optimistic that this new era will bring something positive about it. And speaking of positive, I have heard a lot of good reactions, feedback to New Jersey. Which seems to be having a pretty good season, but I do want to get your thoughts. Um, <laughs> I think it's a slow season. I think it's slow. I think we need new blood. I think that it's nice to have a returning cast. I think that's a good signal in essence, but mm -hmm. I think that it's missing that critical seventh person and... I apologize that I don't know her name. The new friend of who didn't click click into Tracy. 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 Oh my god, I forgot she was a person. What about Margaret? Oh, oh Tiki. Tiki Barbara. Yeah, Tiki. Yeah, great. there's a bit of a um, Barbara Kavovit situation happening with her, where it's Jesus. just like we're not quite getting it together. And to be honest with you, and I know this is not going to be a popular opinion, I just am not getting what I need from Dolores. What? To like I don't shoot understand. Shoot the shit on Teresa, which I it was a ride I was willing to take. I'm not paying attention to Teresa. Right, no, well, but with go. Dolores, I'm just kind of like, what is the deal with this ex-boyfriend person who's there? He, he's like, on the one end, we get the impression he's a good guy. It seems we, like the family. Well, it seems like the family loves him. He's at the hospital when the mom's sick. I mean, like. He, and, and her mom is sick and he refuses to get in touch with her as a supporter partner of hers for five years or whatever or a medical doctor he won't go through the picking up the phone and sucking it up but he will continue relationships with people who he probably shouldn't have from a boundary breakup perspective yeah but he's a great guy i mean he's there but he's from like a, helping from a, a story editing a perspective if a uh, husband or boyfriend or what have you is not willing to film, we kind of dead end yeah. really quickly. Yeah. And so I feel like with Dolores, we're just kind of spinning. I'm all for Frankie on camera, but even that's been a little withheld this season. I mean, I have to say, number one, I did try to get Chris Manzo here tonight. <laughs> and his mother's publicist did not respond. <laughs> 
I am obsessed with them. Um, I don't know. New Jersey is so tough because the families are so important. Like, I know everybody loves, like, little Frankie, but I love Frank Sr. Like, I think that there's, like, you know, the, the storytelling obviously should be focused on the women, but there is a dynamic around family, the family, when it comes to Teresa and friendships and also actual family that I think is, you know, pretty interesting to to watch when everyone is willing to participate, which I guess shows why David sucks because he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't participate in even through his love. Shouldn't your love of Dolores almost necessitate being able to suck it up in film? I don't know. One would think. And then <sighs> Melissa Gorga. I'm just wondering, like, are there Melissa Gorga, like, stands in the audience? I know people who are stands at Melissa Gorga. I know people, yes, yes. Okay, Not me, but, like, I know of people. I guess I'm just wondering, like, what we're, what we're here to do plot-wise. And I don't know if anyone, I think this was clocked by someone. The salad that she made for her husband and her kids the other day, that was, and we've seen some sad salads on Housewives, that was among the sass. And then the funniest part was she kept tossing it, but there was nothing to be tossed because it was just lettuce. I don't even think it was dressed. I think it was just lettuce. Okay. And even the little Joey was like, I'm gonna do this inside because I need to actually go make a salad to put in this salad. But she actually is the one, like, no no shade to tree, but, like, she's the one who actually prepares food. Like, the whole thing with Teresa was that she didn't necessarily cook it. Right. Like, Melissa, I think, actually had to prepare food. It didn't show. <laughs> wow. Um, well, there is someone I want to get on the horn if you guys are interested in talking a little bit to Margaret Josephs, if that's okay. Um, and I have I have some questions for her. I have some questions for her. She's also at Le Cirque. She's awesome. She literally is at a restaurant. She said she was stopping outside. She's at, what's the one in New Jersey? Is it Rails? Rails. Everybody goes to Rails. Is this weird that, oh, where'd you go? <gasps> Margaret Josephs! I wish I was there. I'm dialing in from Ocala, Florida. You're, are you throwing somebody's husband in the pool over there in Florida? What are you doing? No, I'm with Mark Sr.'s first boyfriend ever, who was like, Woo! like, is that hysterical? And I'm in a cute restaurant. I'm with my adorable waiter right now. <laughs> is that hysterical? It is. It actually is. That's iconic. I'm so crowded there. Everyone looks amazing. Everyone does look amazing. We're here for Andy's Girls 300th episode, and my guest co-host was the bartender on your episode of Watch What Happens this week, Evan Ross Katz, who you can Hi, maybe Margie. see. Evan Ross Katz and his fabulous boyfriend, Billy, was there, too. Oh, and Billy's here now. Billy just waved to you, which you can't see because you're on an iPhone in an event space, but <laughs> in Florida more professional for you guys. I am so sorry, but you know, family, family duty called. I'm literally sitting outside. You probably hear traffic here. I'm no, so it's actually, well, first off, the AGs are absolutely used to a variety of uh, interesting audio through the last 300 episodes, but no, you sound great. I do have a couple questions for you, if that's okay. Of course. Um, so Andy talked a little bit on, I think, Watch What Happens about security being present. Yep. Like he made a point to talk about security being present at the reunion. Can you give us a little insight into why that would be well, necessary? You guys did see in the trailer, Teresa's cleared an entire table on top of me. So, um, and, so I don't think she's still too happy with me right now. And I think, 
and things you see are coming out on social media and everything things are getting very heated again so maybe he's a little concerned that you know tempers could flare and and everything i'm sure he'll be fine but just in case he did say on potomac that violence will not be tolerated so i'm sure he'll say that at the beginning of new jersey as well right I, I hope there's not going to be any violence, but just in case, I'm going to wear my hair. Just in case you're going to wear your what? Hair short that day. Okay, perfect. Okay, I think that's smart. Um, you know what? I actually did have a question for you about hair. In yes. the in the sense that you know in in the conversation in the plot the conflict that's happening right now about Teresa being involved in potentially trying to get more fact based information about Evans alleged yes yes yeah stuff um what do you think is potentially worse when it comes to stirring things up behind the scenes to produce a moment on camera do you think looking for receipts on evan is worse or cheerleading danielle staub to sort of hit you looking up receipts on evan because the cheerleading danielle was in the moment that wasn't like you know really much before it happened. Danielle was like that second. They didn't plot it weeks before. And, you know, her and Jackie had made up a red. Yeah. And but after the fact, right before reunion, they were calling Serena, Serena, my girlfriend Serena and Tenafly. I think that was a little, there's no reason to make a rumor true. Nobody's come out of the woodwork. It hasn't happened. Um, That was really, you know, heard out of the blue. I don't know if she heard, you know, People say crazy shit all the time, right? But it was a room. She still can't understand how people And like I said, you know what? We're having a little bit of audio issues hearing you. So oh. we might keep, no, that's okay. We might keep this a little short, which is just my way of getting you um, to come on a full episode of AG, which I'd love to do. Okay, let's do that. Guys, can you cheer on Margaret Joseph? Thank you so much, Marge. We love you. Love you, Margie. Okay, Margaret Joseph, so sweet. Did anybody understand her audio, though? What she was, oh, you did? Oh, well, maybe I'll call her back. <laughs> I was like, I don't totally hear it. She's um, with the waiter. She's what? She's with the waiter, so. She is with the waiter. She's preoccupied. She's, things are ha- it's, it's a Saturday night. People are, are dining at various restaurants um, across America. Um, so listen, I, I want to, you know, chat a little bit. It is a little bit of a parade of housewives this evening, which is pretty exciting. And we may actually have a housewife in the audience. Is Kelly Kaloran Ben Simone here? <laughs> Kelly, can we call you to the stage? We want to chat with you. Oh my God. Come on up, Kelly. I could have done a whole, like, I'm here, you're over here. What a missed opportunity. We're going to grab another chair. There is a third chair. Does anybody see the third chair? Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for joining us. Evan is going to grab the chair that's right there, yes, and we're going to have a, sure. we're going to sit right here and join okay. us. We're going to chat. It's going to be so much fun. Hi, guys. I'm going to take that mic, Kelly. So if my dress falls down, you have to tell me. I mean, we'll save that for Patreon. We have a subscriber service. That'd be great. 
Um, Kelly, thank you so. You look gorgeous. First oh off, my God, a supermodel, a quite Hi. literal supermodel, is I with us, <laughs> which is great. How in are you? I mean, in the flesh. How are you? How's I'm it going? Great. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. We're wow. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're so excited. Royalty. I mean, literal, literal, uh, literal royalty. We're so excited to chat with you. I have to ask. Have you, um, what's your experience been interacting with the Bravo community during your time on New York versus beyond? Have you noticed sort of a difference in the conversations that take place? Or are you kind of like, oh my God, this is fun. We get to like chat and talk about the thing that I was on and it's an exciting adventure. I mean, at the end of the day, we're women and we have a lot in common. You know, we have yeah. kids, family, friends. Got that, yes, I do. Boyfriends, husbands, well, okay. whatever. Yep boyfriends, more boyfriends, more husbands, um, divorce. You know, we just have a lot of things in common to talk about. And so I think that that's something that's a great commonality and just so much fun to be able to, like, listen, women don't support women. I don't know who ever, this whole idea of women supporting women is completely wrong. <laughs> they hate each other. <laughs> they absolutely hate each other. <laughs> so I think what's great about being on a show like Housewives is that you're like, you hate me, but you know what? I really need your advice. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. And I have to ask, I feel like that's a pretty good lead into which housewives you've stayed in touch with since your time on the show. Well, I just saw Luann last week. So I hope you guys love Luann. We love absolutely do. We love her. Love her. So I just saw her last week. Um, supporting her frosé, she's so great, and um, she loves that frosé. It's great. <laughs> Have you tried it? No, it tastes really good. Okay, it does taste really good. She and talked so, like, a lot about the special natural the botanicals. Botanicals. Yeah. And you know, for someone like listen, like I don't always drink, and so like when I go out to like dinner and stuff like that, not yeah, really, I don't always drink. I mean, I do. Like we were all together. Well, we, you guys. we <laughs> technically are. We can make that happen. We, we can, can make that happen want. tonight. Okay, great. Want. But for, you know, I have rules. Like, mm -hmm. I have, like, Ben Simone rules. So when we, and I tell mm -hmm. my girls that when we go out, if you go to a party or if you go to a cocktail, like, they're not, people aren't inviting you to have you drink and, like, have food all over your mouth. They want you to engage and because they haven't seen you in a long time, especially, like, post-COVID, you know, everyone wants to see each other. The last thing they want to see is, like, some green piece. That's true. And also, like, we spend a lot of time like, talking about salad, honestly, just a couple minutes yeah, ago. Yeah. We talked salad about the importance of yeah, lettuce. You don't want it. Yeah, we have met before. We have many yes, times. Yes, yes. Hi. 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 Um, so anyway, I just have these rules about um, you know what to do when you're socializing, um, and so it's kind of fun being with Luann, and you know also just like not necessarily always you know drinking when you go out because sometimes if you do drink, you might say things you're going to say you don't want. Like if you're going to like a you know a party for your boss or something, all of a sudden you're like you know having some Pinot Grigios, and you're just like oh my gosh, like I said the wrong thing. Mm. So I kind of just try to keep like work in that bucket mm -hmm. and then play in that bucket. <laughs> um, and speaking of work, you know, yes, yes, I yes, mean, yes. absolutely great points. Yeah, great points. Like you guys are going to uh, so be like many. Ben Simone rules, Ben Simone rules. I <laughs> hashtag Ben Simone rules. That's going to be the hashtag on the, on the ground. Yeah, I mean, I would be into it. Um, I'm strict. She's not. <laughs> well, valid. Very true. Um, you know, question for you. Lou mentioned you on Watch What Happens when Andy asked her which housewives um, 
he wanted to know, you know, who she'd like to come back to the show. What was your reaction to that? I just thought that was so nice. It was so nice, right? Right? I mean, it's just it's like so sweet to be thought of and that people, it's like when you're on a show like that, you're like in this bubble, you guys. Mm. And so it's not like you're like hanging out with you guys and like this big response and like, oh my gosh, you're like filming all the time. You have no idea like, you know, if people really like what you're doing or not. The producers aren't exactly forthcoming because why would they tell you if you're doing great? Because they don't want to do that. They want you to just, just to you know keep going and um, s let the you know cards fall where they will. And mm. so, you know, it's just really fun to like be around like a group of everybody like that just understands and has fun for, you know, the brand. And like we do work really hard and we love what we do. And you know, there's been some great moments. Like I'm up here, you're down there. <laughs> can and you? We're not friends. Can you say that into the microphone so I can use it as my ringtone? I'm up here, and you're down there. Iconic. And we're not friends. Iconic. An iconic moment. But don't you just kind of feel like that when you're with someone and they're just like, their bad behavior is just trying to drive you bananas? You're just like, I am so up here with what you're talking about. I can't. Doesn't that, it's not a, it's not a social thing. You know, I mean, no, one, no person in their right mind would be like, I'm socially here, and you're socially. I mean, that's just like this is what is this? The fifties? Like, <laughs> this is like 2022. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Um, but it is. I mean, how many times you've been with someone? You're just like, are you for real? <laughs> and it was just so I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop myself. I was just like, oh my god, here it goes. Do you ever rewatch those moments? Like, what's no. your ex never? <laughs> no. So you haven't my watched? My kids do. My kids do, and all their friends do. I mean, we were chatting before the show, and Evan was talking about how Morocco for him is, in fact, such oh an influential, God. historic moment in culture, <laughs> potentially more so. When you think about it, we're here to say this is a safe space, okay? We're here to talk about discomfort, that he actually thinks it's more impactful than Scary Island. I do. Wait, tell me. Well, I feel like... Oh, my God, insight, love. Alex coming down the stairs, yeah. and <laughs> your reaction... Blotchy. Oh, my God, and then you putting the shawl back on her because her shoulders are exposed... I think that whole vacation, I think Scary Island has a climax, but it doesn't hold as much water as all of Morocco. Right. So I want to know, of what we didn't see in Morocco, mm. Morocco was great, but Morocco was, like, frightening. I mean, these women was were, it? like, they were, like, so on fire. I was, like, well, first of all, you have to cover your shoulders. So everyone's, like, trying to wear, be really sexy. I'm, like, we're in Morocco. Mm. You so, told them, yeah. So yeah, can you, you please them. cover yourselves yep. up? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so just trying to, like, I'm always, listen, at the end of the day, like, I'm a very, I am, like, I know this sounds really weird, but I am a really genuine person. And, like, the last thing I want to do is, like, to have one of my friends or someone that I'm working with to be put in a situation that's, like, uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, Moroccan men don't like to see women exposed, period. Mm -hmm. So I just was trying to be mindful of, like, culture and my friends um so even if it's not cool for tv i'm still gonna protect my friends well i just have to say you telling alex to re-enter is among my top five <laughs> to. favorite housewife moments of all time and i constantly tell people to re-enter i love that it's so good Wait, i need to bring that back you do you Josh, do i'm bringing that back merch. we're starting to re-enter yeah re yeah re-enter so with alex i love her and i think she's really really sweet but you know, she, she is, you guys, she's so sweet. But you know, it's like, she would just get so like, 
she would be on the phone with her husband. Right. And I'm like, you guys, stop talking. Can you have fun? What are you doing? We like, want to talk about the importance of relationships and marriage, but not with our actual husbands. But he's not a coach. He's he not was, a coach. He was right, pretending right. like he was her coach. And I was like, don't let your husband coach you. Just have fun. And then he wanted to be in scenes with me. I'm like, okay, we've are, I've already taken you shopping. We already did that. Okay. So like, it was one and done. Like, we're done. But he always wanted to always be in scenes with me. And so how would weird. that conversation take place? Would he be like, hey, Kelly, I'd love to film with you again? Or would no, it be a producer would, saying, hey, Simon keeps talking about you and he won't let it go. Let's. If we were here, he would like literally come up from out, out of nowhere and he'd be like, I want to have a scene with you. I'm like, um, I'm on a podcast. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is a fascinating, that's a fascinating you know, memory. You know, it's fun, though. They're fun. Do you look back on your time on Housewives? Do you feel like, when you think about your time, because there's obviously a lot that took place during it and after, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like it was a positive experience? Do you, are you able to look, has enough time gone by that maybe even regardless of what happened on screen, you feel a little bit closer to the, like, wow, this was like an interesting memory in my life, regardless of how much conflict was happening. I mean, I had a great time filming Housewives. Oh, great. Like, I had a blast filming Housewives. I mean, there were a couple scenes where I was kind of like, shit's getting real, and this is weird. Mm. But I'm, I was like, I'll just, but I had a great time. I mean, think about it. I've written seven books. I just sold $110 million of real estate last year. Yeah, yeah. Kelly is. I mean, million dollar listing New York. Frederick left, and I feel like the spot is yours. You are killing it. Killing <laughs> it in real. Would you go on another Bravo show? Would you go on million dollar listing sincerely? So I was on million dollar listing with Freddie. We filmed a couple of scenes. It was so much fun. He's amazing. Was that during his spinoff time with Bethany or after? That was after. Okay, got it. So we filmed this. We were on this year. We were on Josh in like March. This is Josh Tepper, my assistant. Josh, Josh Tepper. Thanks for coming. Um, we love Josh. It was March 2021. It was March 2021. That's a good assistant. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was super fun. And then I'm on Selling the Hamptons. So that was incredible. Showed off the, one of the most beautiful homes in the Hamptons. Um, we had a really good time doing that. And, you know, I love real estate. I mean, you have to remember, I started a magazine called L Accessories. Right. I didn't, I wasn't a writer for the magazine. I actually started it. Mm -hmm. Here's paper. Here are the images. We love a text. small business owner, 100%. Yeah, small business owner for mm -hmm. all accessories. Oh, Absolutely. My yeah, super small, tiny. Tiny. Micro. 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 This big. So, I mean, I understand aesthetics. You know, you guys all understand aesthetics. You know, you guys have the best taste of anyone. So um, please give me all of your advice. For being here. They have the best taste for being here. Because, yeah, they're over the top. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, we're at Club Coming. Like, this is we, are, we are at Club Coming. We are, we are quite literally at Club Coming. We right? are at Club Coming. I am just you know curious. That was awkward, though. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie, but that was kind of awkward, like, writing. People were like, where are you going? I'm like, Club Coming. They're like, oh. I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh. I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh. oh. I love it. I love it. No, it's I a, it's am a fun. curious, though, being that you are this real estate maven, $100 million in sales this yeah. year alone. Mm -hmm. My God. Um, Ramona Singer, yes. another former Real Housewife of New York, um, is also in the real estate business yes. these days. And you two were somewhat of adversaries, one could say, during your time on the show. Right. How do you look at her rising among the real estate ranks? I mean, that's one one thing that's great about real estate. If any of you guys want to get your license or want to talk about it, call me. I will help you. Um, it's a great business. And you know what the thing is? Is that there's enough for everybody. 
I mean, yeah. I work in New York, Florida, Hamptons, Aspen, Paris, London, Miami, Palm Beach. You don't think that there's enough room for all these other people to work in all those places as well? Sounds like it's women supporting women. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> and what advice would you, I mean, Ramona might be in need of a new full-time job. Like, would you, is there any advice? No, but I'm being serious. Wait, no, but I'm quite literally being serious. She talked about her love of real estate on the show. It is very unlikely, right? Don't we think that she's returning to Housewives? What counsel would you give her about starting a career and, and using the value of your time on Housewives of New York to kill it in real estate? Like, how does that impact the ways that you are interacting with clients, presenting yourself, the fact that they may well have already known you more than likely before you're doing a walkthrough at a billion dollar, a billion dollar mansion? Like, how, what would you tell Ramona, who very well may be on LinkedIn right now, looking <laughs> at Element to get in touch with someone? I just want to know what advice you would give her, because there's a lot of value to being on Housewives. You can extend that into a variety of different industries, and as I may have mentioned, she's more than likely in need of work. <laughs> so how, what would your conversation with her be like? What, what's, what would you tell her to write under special skills, Real Housewives <laughs> of New York? Is there anything that you would? I think it's a valid question. She might need a job. She's probably, I mean, maybe, it's a leg the legacy well, of real estate. Sales. So she's great in sales. Yeah, so she is killing in sales. In sales. Um, she's very smart and yeah. she's relentless. Yeah. So that's go those are great. Um, and again, listen, like, you know, real estate, let's be honest, like, we're talking, we're, we're having fun with this, but at the end, of, I mean, I have my MBA. This is like, real estate right. is not a joke. It's right. not like you just walk in, you're like, is this pretty? I'm not Vanna White of real estate. I'm serious. I mean, my first, uh, one of my first big deals was last year during the pandemic. Wow. 150 Charles. I got 42% over ask. So wow. I sold, I, sold, I sold 150 Charles for $42 million. Oh my God. January. Can we get a round of applause? Yeah, a round of applause for that. Yes. So I'm I'm saying that because it's a fact. And you know, it's not easy. It is a fact stop. No, but I'm saying it because you know, people think of real estate as this like, you know, just walk around and people are like dancing and having fun and then they're like fighting and they're arguing and then it's like, yeah, yeah, I made money. It's just really not like that. I mean it's a it's a transaction business. You know, you guys are buying and selling your first home, your last home a home that you were sharing with a loved one, a home that you're having with, you had with a family. There's just a lot of emotional things that are attached to it, so it's not just the transaction part of it, it's also very emotional. So for, with the I think the only word of advice that I would give to her is mm -hmm. to really you know, go out there, and she's very charismatic, and that really helps a lot of buyers and sellers because right. they're nervous. They're like, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Is the price right? You know, And she is very charismatic, so I think, I think she's gonna do great. I mean, anyone, is gonna do great in real estate if they work. Yeah, smart. and for the you purposes, I mean with like people skills, what, <laughs> how would, no I'm genuine, a genuine question, what what advice would you give her um, as far as to like how to interact with people um, unrelated to her current 50 friends? Like is there anything that you would <laughs> say to her of like this is a great, you know, cause again she is probably looking for I mean, I, don't really know I mean, also, I think that one of the things is like, again, you're working with people. It's a transaction. It's mm. their. It's a. It's money. You're not dealing. It's not like you're like, hey, you know, it's not some. It's not like a shirt. It's a you know home. Um, so you have to really be mindful of like your. You know, know your audience. Yeah. And be mindful of like what the situation they're in. Yeah. Again, whether it's loss, whether it's gain. I mean, you know, 
that's something that you know escrow. I really take seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Escrow, escrow is a word. I have a question. Escrow. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't decided. I'm repeating it to the audience. So there was a daily <laughs> mail. Escrow. There was a daily mail poll that was sort of looking at people's vote for who they would want to come back on Housewives Legacy, and your former co-star from season four, Cindy Barshop, got zero percent <laughs> of the poll. I know you were friendly with Cindy, and I just want to know what you think about no love for Cindy from the Bravo fans. I mean, I think those are also all these different sites. And so, I mean, Cindy has her following and people mm-hmm. that love her, and she has great friend group. You and do family. good spin. <laughs> yeah, no, she's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. really good at spin, aren't Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello. That's like my forte. <laughs> 100 million in sales. Hello. Yeah, and that doesn't come from nowhere. Right. Yeah, keep saying that. Keep saying that. But when it comes to, you know, (laughs) when it comes to like the audience reaction to things, when people are talking about who they want to see return, I'm curious for your thoughts. Who do you want to see return? I'm honestly shocked that they want me. Because I thought people didn't like me. I swear to God. I was like, I swear, I swear to God, I'm not being like, please be nice to me. I'm actually genuinely, I was like, Bravo always told me that people, they didn't like me. And I was like, okay, it's fine. How do those conversations take place? Is there like a meeting where they're talking about your curating and they're saying this, is that, a, is that a, attached to, this is what we're thinking for next season, we wanna give you this feedback, or is it attached to like, we would like to see a change in some way? Why are they sharing that information with you? I guess too, you guys remember, when I was on Housewives, it was in the Ice Age. So it was, a be- it was like really the beginning of, t- of reality TV. I was mm-hmm. on 2009, 2010, 2011. 2010 was my March cover, Playboy. Oh. Everyone remembers that. Phenomenal, phenomenal. And everyone was like, it was, it was, that she was shot like 10 years ago. I was like, really? Because I just did it yesterday. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> but okay, 10 years ago, I would never have had the balls to do that. Um, so anyway, it was a different time. It was a totally different time. I had just gotten divorced, and then I was in a relationship that I was, wasn't happy with. My kids were really young. And I just was like, you know what? I'm like, why not? What do I have to lose? Mm. And so that was really my mindset. It wasn't like I needed to go on a show. I didn't need to do anything. I just had, you know, had a big life, and I just wanted to change. I mean, you guys have gone through that when you're like, you know, I, I went through this crazy divorce. I wanted to change. What's wrong with that? Yeah, but also thank you, thank right. you, nothing, thank you. Thank I would, you. I would think you. though the stress of going through a change that's somewhat private, even if it's with a public individual, and then the next change is to go on reality TV that is has become and was sort of during that time created as being more conflict based. That's a that's that's a risk to take. I mean, just I even emotionally. I'm a risk taker though. I mean, I've taken so many risks in my life, and I'm just like, you know what? Like, what do I have to lose? And so if you were to take another risk and return back to Bravo, who would you... Hypothetically, if you were going to go back to Bravo... I mean, like, genuinely, because we're having the... The contract says otherwise. The conversation is happening, Kelly. I mean, someone's coming in with a contract right now. We have it to sign. It's attached to an apartment downtown, and (laughs) it's going to be great. Um, Who would you like to see if, if... you are returning to Legacy, if that was something that you were interested in. You know, Lou went on Watch What Happens and mentioned you in the as someone that she'd like to see return, albeit potentially not knowing at that point what was to come in the news the next day. But um, who would you who would you like to, you know, from a Legacy perspective, who would you like to, if you were to return to Housewives through the conduit of this new Legacy show, are there some people that you'd love to 
see as a part of it with you? I mean, definitely Luann. Mm -hmm. Definitely Ramona. Mm -hmm. um, definitely Sonia. Definitely mm -hmm. Jill. Okay. Definitely Tinsley. We okay. Were you were friends before. Okay, yeah, great. We, I've known Tinsley for a long time. When she, when she was a publicist and I was at Elle. Um, so I've known her forever. Um, she's great. She's so sweet and fun. Yeah, she she's is so really, fun. And she got fucked with that relationship with Scott. Do you I, know this whole thing? I don't thing? really know. When he she was, went on Housewives, I, didn't, I was just like, I'm like, I, you know, I kind of let, let people do their own thing. Do you watch the Housewives? You don't. I did just watch RuPaul's Drag Race. That was amazing. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. Iconic. Iconic. What about you? Wait, but you know what? I DM'd him on Instagram, and he didn't respond to me. That's so rude. RuPaul? I know. That's <laughs> disgusting. I was like, he is kind of yeah, a big deal. Yeah, she's kind of a big deal. But I was like, and you know who else? Who else? Let's talk about this. Let's. Cody from Peloton. I started doing... <laughs> I'm actually super upset. So... Sorry, RuPaul, Sorry. Cody. No, I'm so I, I was like, Cody, I love you. Your music is so good. I love your narrative. Wait. I love hearing about your mom. Wait. I DM'd him. The and he music? He's making music? During the ride. Like Cody. the music that he plays while he's biking, right? Oh, exactly. While he's biking. Like he plays while really he's good music. And I'm like, I was like, oh my God, I love your you know, I love Okay, your, well, your, Cody, if you're listening. Cody, message Kelly back. Take her out of the requested messages but and put her in clear? red. At you're least, up at the here. Least put, Cody is I mean, down here. <laughs> like, let's be clear. That's, okay, wait, that's but I very... do want to ask, um, you you did not mention Dorinda and all of this. And if there's oh, one, like wait, but if there's one sort Sorry, of like, like amalgamation her. I would want to see oh, from a legacy, it'd be scenes between the two of you. She's great. She's great. And I actually knew her because she dated the guy that lived in my building. So, I mean, I knew her like when I like had short blonde hair and like was wearing turtlenecks. Wait, John Medesian? Who was she dating? How long she ago? She dated was this it? guy that lived in my building. John, was it in Queens? Where was it? No, it was in where I lived, in, in Soho. Oh, okay, because John like lived in Queens. It was like the whole thing. Is that like she's Upper East Side, he lives in Queens. Oh, like I didn't whole, know that. It was like a whole like May, December, but borough situation. Yeah, she, she, yeah, I actually went to a party with him in the Hamptons, not with him. He was at a party in the Hamptons. He was supposed <laughs> to be driving me home. And he took me to like Hampton Bays to this party. And I'm like, dude, I have to work in the morning. Wait a second, he drove you to a like secluded location? He drove Why me was that? Hampton Bays. I was like, I was Why? in Bridgehampton. We were supposed to go to Sag Harbor. And I went all the way to Hampton Bays, and then I had to take a car, and I got home at like four in the morning. I'm like, I'm gonna like this guy's like. <laughs> That's a little. It's John. It sounds like John. It sounds very brand consistent for John to I just take have a lot of stories for you guys. I have so many stories. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, can, can I? Ask, <laughs> can I ask you a very random, unrelated question? Sure. But it's something we're talking about. Andy Scrolls. We're here for the 300th episode, and I recorded an app a hot minute ago with Danny Pellegrino, who had in his apartment in L.A. the cover of a Us magazine, something. Uh, Related to Jill from like season whatever 150 years ago. And we were talking about the season three reunion and the phrase systematic bullying. And he said something to me that I have thought of ever since. And I just want to ask, he said that he had read in the magazine that he had since framed and put on his wall that <laughs> systematic bullying, the phrase systematic bullying came about the night before the reunion when there was some sort of strategy session with like maybe Jill's crisis comms person, whomever, about how to handle the reunion, which by the way, should be done. You, people 
should and do talk about and strategize how they're going to encapsulate their experience and respond to messages uh, and, and thoughts and drama, um, you know, the next day at the reunion. So that's not abnormal in any way. But my question is, did that phrase come about the night before the reunion in some conversation about it? Because it was used a lot on the show. And I was curious if it was like sort of a refrain because of some side conversation the night before. I mean, to all transparency, the None night of that before, happened. None I of was that just happened. like so obsessed with my Jill Stewart dress that I was wearing. <laughs> so there was no conversation about? I mean, there were, there were, I'll never forget my first reunion. I'm just like, you know, there in my Derek Lamb dress was so hot. That nude, remember that nude Derek Lamb dress with my hair yes. was dark? Yeah. Yes, 100%. Oh. Absolutely, we do. Absolutely, we do. That's so, all I think about. That's yeah. <laughs> so <serious>. gorgeous. Um, <laughs> I'm all about the clothes, as you guys know. So, anyway, I'm sitting there, and I will never forget. Like, everyone was like, don't, You have, don't have notes? I'm like, Oh. Notes? For what? They're like, Well, you're going to be talking about the reunion, so you have to have notes. I'm like, Well, I can remember what happened. <laughs> Notes for so you never they write notes. They're like the Twitter on September twenty first. This is like you have to remember too. When I was saying before, like I was on television in the Ice Age, Twitter had just Facebook had just be taken off. Twitter hadn't even started yet. I mean, so it was like people were like literally like, oh my god, it was like this happened at like four thirty two. I'm like, you're kidding. That's crazy. I went at four thirty four. Like there was it was a lot of excitement for stuff like that. Um, and a lot of note taking, a lot of notes. Well, like, I, lists, like long lists. I was like, whoa. Like, I think it was sort of. Very the, they were very calculated about very, what they were going to do. Very calculated, and it was sort of the beginning of the receipts era, which ties into a question that I have. It's something that, you know, in the history of Andy's Girls, Andy's Girls is a show all about the psychology behind the Real Housewives and shows on Bravo. Right. And there is a segment that we have. Um, where listeners send in their thoughts and feels, questions and concerns about housewives and episodes, and it's actually named in honor, as I say, I literally say on every episode in which a satchel is used, it's named in honor of Her Holiness Kelly Kalorn Ben Simone, and they are, you know, they're sat they are satchels of gold. They're really um, thoughts and feels from AGs, and I actually have, what better time than the 300th episode of Andy's Girls but now to ask a satchel of gold to Her Holiness Kelly Clorn Ben Simone, it's from an AG who I think is here tonight. Her name is Sarah. She's Hi, Sarah. in New York City. It's not me. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I'm like Sarah. I know it's another Sarah. She's we like, are everywhere. Me. We are. Ever it's a Sarah with an H. She spells it properly. Anyway, so here's a, a satchel. I just want to get your thoughts on from Sarah, who says. If you were to participate in the legacy Real Housewives of New York with all of our old favorites, would you return more consciously strategic about your storyline? And what parts of your life and story did you not share in the past that you would want us to see now? So the idea of like the receipts and the thinking about, you know, the Simon of it all, of like wanting, you know, like thinking more consciously, not to say less organic but more organic to the reality that has become Real Housewives of New York would you be thinking more strategically about that absolutely not okay okay what is the point of going on a show like Real Housewives if you're going to be strategic that is disingenuous to you guys as viewers why would I do that one of the reasons that you guys like me so much is because I do whatever I want to do and I am unapologetic if she wants to run in front of a taxi cab in the streets of New right. York City, she's going to run in front of a taxi cab in the streets of New York City. True story. 
Do you still jog in front of traffic? I do everywhere. I, it's an iconic. I'll never forget that scene. They were like going so fast, That's and I was canon. like, I was like, oh my god, this is like super fast, like really fast. I was like, okay. I, I love that. You know what it is though is that for anyone that does exercise in New York City, uh huh. When you walk down the street, everyone's like on their phone. There's umbrellas. You there's, can't do you that when you're jogging in, in front of cars. No, you can't be on your phone. There's like all I've these tried. different things. So yeah, I sidewalk. like to bike. I like to run in the bike lane. Well, now people are like are constantly like screaming and yelling at me profanities, like because I'm running in the bike lane. But like it's safe. <laughs> it's a safe place for me. It might not be for them though. <laughs> I think that's why they're getting in touch. But I'm unapologetic. I'm running. It's oh, like 25 Kelly. minutes. It's like, it's not, I'm just, you know, I'm like on and off. It's like, they're not going to see me again. Not I mean, I'm so glad that we saw you tonight because this has been oh my God. so wonderful. You guys are who better, us. Who better but Kelly Kalori Ben Simone to ring? I mean, this, the satchels of, I have to tell you, satchels of, it is meaningful to me to have you but on stage. But you know what's so funny? I did not even come up with that. Who came up with it? That was Bethany. What? She said, you have satchels of gold, and I'm like, what do you mean? I don't have satchels of gold. I did never said that. What context would we be talking about satchels of any she weighted metal? She was making metal? it seem like I, my shit doesn't stink, and that I have so much money, it just comes pouring out of me, and I don't care. I mean, I've been working since I'm 16 years old. Hello. I have three degrees. I mean, I'm like- 100 million in real estate. Oh, are you like, like what? Well, I mean, I guess thanks to Bethany for so, her yeah, part in her. history. Yeah, I mean, that's her one. That's her line. That has nothing to do with me. There were a lot of things that she said that I would like. That we'd be in a conversation, you, and you'd say like, "Okay, you kind of repeat if there's something. Someone says that's something unusual. You kind of repeat it, and then they made it seem. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I never said that." So she would repeat back to you moments that she said happened that you did not have recall of and then set the stage for a scene that's sort of expanding on that narrative. Right. Yeah, that sounds like strategic reality TV. And to be honest with you, like, I don't have time to be strategic. You don't. I actually work for a living. <laughs> like, I have a real job. I was like, this is like supposed to be fun. Those apartments yeah. aren't going to sell themselves. No, at the time, <laughs> you guys have to remember when I was on... True story, but when I was when I was on Housewives, I yeah. was I was working for Page Six. I had a full time job at Page yeah. Six. I remember that. I remember that. I remember. Like I, remember I was that. like, I'm kind of busy working, so this, this is really fun. I'll hang out with Three you guys degrees. for a second, but I gotta like go back to work. And then I had my kids. It was so young. C and Teddy. How are they doing? So thank you for asking. <laughs> Not like I'm getting emotional. I was feeling in my throat, but also emotion. Emotion was stuck in my throat. How are C so, and Teddy? Oh my God. So C works for UEG. So she does all the brand partnerships for athletes. She oh wow. Her. She graduated from Ole Miss. She's killing it. We're so proud That's of her. Incredible. She's amazing. Teddy is graduating from Trinity College. This wow. Year. Art history. She's doing unbelievable. Um, they're just great. They're great. And you have their memories of their childhood in these moments I caught on film. I have my legacy show. It's called Ben, this was ben Simone Oh, Life. I mean, what was it? Ben Simone Brown? Ben Simone Rules. Ben Simone Rules. Ben Simone Rules. Hello. Ben Rules. <laughs> Peacock. Hello. <laughs> Kelly, I just have to thank you so much again for oh, being here tonight. And, and Evan has no, some questions. No, I was going to say, not for nothing, you look incredible. You look incredible. Like, incredible. <laughs> yeah, hot, hot. And great man. For those that aren't up here, great manicure, big Great pedicure, great jewels. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Well, you guys are so great. Real estate's and been good. I really, <laughs> I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate all of 
your comments, your questions, when you don't like things about me, it really means a lot because like at the end of the day, like I want to be better. And so it's been an incredible Aww. opportunity for me and I just want to thank you so much for being there with me. That's a great way to process, by the way, feedback. I should work on that. That's, that's incredible. Before you depart for the night, I do have a favor for you. Would you mind um, signing some jelly beans for me? Of some bags of jelly beans. Sorry, guys. Of course. Just for the archive, for the clothes. I just have a couple bags oh for God. you oh to sign. Sorry. Thank you so much. Iconic. Iconic candy. Oh my God. Do you still like oh jelly beans? Oh my God, who doesn't? Right? Is that your favorite candy? Jelly beans, jelly ranchers, Swedish fish. <laughs> Swedish fish is a really controversial, a but I'm not a chocolate person. You know? Yeah. I just like, like if I'm on a plane or something, you know? Why are you gonna go for chocolate? Yeah. No, it's you're not. It's not plain like friendly. Delvey, just have some like, you know. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. By the way, tell me. Told me that I actually knew Anna Delvey, but I have no recollection of that. How weird is what? that? This who sense. who yeah. told you that you knew her or I whatever version of her I you met? I have a of friends that say they, I definitely met her. <laughs> okay. And, and I would have remembered meeting her. Netflix? You know, Netflix? Do you know why? Because of her accent? No. Oh. <laughs> no, genuine though. It was specific. Iconic, maybe. And always changing, growing I, with no, time. I would have remembered meeting her because if I had met her, she would have been really, really nasty to rich people. Remember that scene when oh she's God, in the art and she's in the um, art show? Yeah. And she's telling the woman who's going to buy this super expensive painting that she would never buy that because it's so ugly. <laughs> that I would have remembered that I would have been like oh my god who is that person why are they being so rude because when a person's really wealthy the last thing that they want to, to feel is that they don't know what they're talking about right so sh that was her strategy with wealthy people to, to get power like, to get power over them yeah because then they were like oh, I would have remembered that I would have been like so and so did they I don't, I did don't they provide know. any other context of when you would have interacted with her? I guess from like art parties, like a lot yeah. of people were saying that I met her through art parties. But I would remember that specific thing. I would remember. Could Anna Delvey join the Real Housewives of New York? I mean, she'd be amazing. They're, she would be amazing, right? What do you think? think? So? Yeah, she's. I, I talk about stakes. I mean, if she's allowed to stay in the country. <laughs> You know what? But you know what's really fascinating too is what you were talking about is the whole idea. Oh, I can pull this myself. No, no, he's good. No, uh, the whole idea of like strategizing. We were just talking about that before. Like, what would you guys rather watch? Would you rather have watch, you know, women really fighting about things that are really, really happening, or would you rather have people strategizing and people kind of being like off, like. Sometimes I was like, in a weird, I was like, what? Like, why? What's happening here? And people are like, mm. she's stupid. I'm like, no, no, no. I am definitely not stupid. I have just have no idea what you're talking about. You have three degrees. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what is, what is this? I was like, re-enter. Like, come on. Just like, oh my God. Let's start over. Let's start over. So Anna, we think, could be an iconic New York housewife because she has so much she real stuff going on? She would be great. She would be so nasty to everybody. And they would be like, oh my God, how can you be nasty to me? I'm famous. <laughs> Who would win in an argument, Ramona or Anna Delvey? Anna Delvey, hello. <laughs> Valid point. I mean, what better note to end on than that? There we go. Kelly, thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you for coming. We're so appreciative. So much fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, I would so love to have you back on the show. Oh my god. I appreciate you guys so much. So cute. So cute. All right, Kelly. Bye guys. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Love you, Josh. Josh is the best. Josh is gonna send me that video. Can you send me that video? That'd be great.
Thank you, Kelly. We're gonna say goodbye to you. We're gonna take a do a little close to this wonderful moment. We're just standing. Icon. Part of history. Oh my god. Thank you, Kelly. An iconic moment. What better way to celebrate AG three hundred than with the vision that is Kelly Kalorin Ben Simone? That was iconic. Wasn't that iconic? Yeah, that was good. I feel like I need to go into real estate, but I don't want to work that hard. So I feel like that wouldn't be great. Are you okay? No, I think that she proves that you could do that. That is true. Anything is possible if you dream. Yeah. Um, on that note, uh, we would love to open up, just take a couple questions before we close out AG300. We do have Kelly, we will call it the honorary Kelly Ben Simone microphone stand. So if there's anybody who has a question, housewives related, we didn't talk at all about Orange County, which means you're gonna have to come back on AG ASAP so that we can deep dive. But Ryan. does anybody have any questions? Come up to the mic, or you might be using the restroom. Awkward placement. No, please, welcome to the, yep, over. Anybody have a question? We have so many content creators in the audience. I see Dylan Hafer, Bravo by Betches, Kevin Fallon, so many iconic people. Oh my God. And it's OG of the AG, Damian Bellino. Damian. Hi, Sarah and Evan. Great show. Great interview with Kelly Kalor and Ben Simone. Thank um, you. Uh, my question's about OC. I want to know what you think the future of Noella is. Wow. Evan, do you want to take that first? No, Lisa, you can take that one. Um, the future of Noella on the show? Yeah, not like her life. Like, what is she? Yeah. How many seasons is Noella going to be on the show? I mean, Noella is such an interesting character because even during episodes like this week's episode where we're talking about a pretty serious and very sad moment in her life, there is an essence there that doesn't feel quite right. And yet, maybe it is that feeling that provides her value to return another season because, yeah. okay, well, all this to say, listen, I, I'm not like a Noella stan, and, and I understand and continue to be annoyed by the fact that she seems to have taken so many characteristics of other housewives in order to create the version that she's presenting on TV. But the mid-season trailer came out she seems to be the only one interested in fucking with Heather Dubrow, and I do think that's a role that needs to be filled. So what's wrong with her returning for a second season? Well, I just feel like it's a little bit of a Carlton syndrome in that you need to have at least one ally amongst the cast who is genuinely friends with you and wants to film with you, and Noella hasn't managed to make an ally. Mm. I know her and Shannon have a little bit of an alliance, but that seems like more like two people out to sea just looking for a floaty. So I just don't think Noella really has managed to ingratiate herself into the cast in any way to warrant a second season. Um, can I just sidebar? Yeah. Um, so Shan, for whom I stand, is having, first off, it's her birthday today or yesterday, this weekend. So happy birthday to Shan, wherever you are. Um, but what are your thoughts on the edit of Shan this season? The, the side of Shannon that we're kind of, for some people, new to get, which is a version of her that I have heard from others is a little bit more likable or understandable, perhaps. Oh, you feel that way? It's more likable this season? No, I've always liked her, so I don't have a oh, problem wait, with I'm, Oh, okay, wait. So people are feeling like she is more likable this season than in the past? Yes. I have not experienced that. Really? No, I'm serious. I, that's No, that's interesting to me. I don't see like a great, do, I just don't see a great change in her 
demeanor. I think her life seems to be in a better place than it was previously, but I will always miss Shannon from her first season. I just feel like the energy that Shannon brought in her first season, especially going against Heather and sort of just with the, you know, the life that she, the facade of the life that she created and blah, blah, blah. I feel like I, I will always miss that, that Shannon. I mourn that Shannon. Right, but conversely, that that energy was inspired by a lot of probably dark pain related to her marriage to David. So, <sighs> like, how how far back do we need her to go in her own personal life in order to bottle that energy for next season, you know? it's a good question. I just feel like it's a little bit, it's interesting that you have this read that she's more likable. I, I, I get a little bit of, like, a Dorinda season 13 from her in that it's, like, with Shannon, I just feel like she stayed on the show for too long. What? But now look at me, and I'm like, I need Dorinda on the phone immediately for Legacy. So I feel like, I think with Shannon, maybe a pause. You think that Shannon needs a pause right now? I feel like she's breaking through. Okay. I don't know. I just, uh, I guess it's who who are Shannon's real allies at the moment? Well, that's the pro- that is the ultimate crisis of Shan, is that so she doesn't if, necessarily... If- if Ultimate Girls Trip 2 ends up bringing Tamara back into the fold and we get her back and Shannon and Tamara can mend fences, then I think we can have a runway. Which would be great, except Tamara takes every opportunity and every press whatever to absolutely shit on Shannon. Well, so the likely, it's like she's gunning for revenge because she's angry that she lost her job and Shannon kept hers. If we get Tamara back in any form, I'm happy. Well, speaking of happiness, Ryan Houlihan has a question. Ryan Houlihan. Speaking of happiness. Um, my question for you is, with Ultimate Girls Trip existing, Ultimate Girls Trip 2 existing, and for those of us that watch Drag Race in the parlance, this is our all-stars, what, uh, as, uh, for a legacy show, New York is gonna have a legacy show on Peacock. Is there any other franchise that you think, in addition to Ultimate wow. Girls Trip existing, That's could a support question. a legacy show That's a great question. in perpetuity? Evan? Well, I think the obvious answer would be OC, just because we've had the most Housewives, but also OC is the franchise that has sort of changed its tone the most. You know, you remember back in season one how, like, family-oriented the show was? Yeah. You know, and with the kids and the hijinks, and so I would definitely love to see... I mean, I've always wanted Gina Keogh back on the show. Yeah. But I think just, I mean, Quinn... Quinn, get her back on the get phone. Get those wigs yeah, I mean, back. There's get a lot of, of early OC wives that I think would be really fun. Um... And then, obviously, New Jersey, just to get the Manzos and the Loritas back in the fold. Do you think that Caroline would ever... She said that she would be open to it, except they didn't offer her enough money. I don't know, but we need her. You do? Because of the ti- the Clash of the Titans with Tree? I think Caroline shares a characteristic that Bethany has, which is that she's just a really great narrator, and mm. she's really, really likable. Oh, well, excuse me, Bethany formerly was... Bethany had a likable period. <laughs> And did you see that TikTok of Bethany absolutely <laughs> shitting on? No, you didn't. Okay, <laughs> I'm not she tuning into Bethany's spin- TikTok. Uh, well, okay. She, <laughs> no, no, I don't. She was like- shitting on the idea of the spinoff and being like, they can essentially go fuck themselves, but not not in so many words. Right. <laughs> oh no. Um, on that note, um, does anybody have any other questions? We're gonna wrap shortly, if that's okay, so we can all drink at the bar. My, um, no big deal not to make this about me, but my birthday is in an hour and a half, and I would love to do shots with you guys as I turn, what is it? Spiritually mid-20s plus. Thank you so much. 
guys, we're going to be wrapping up AG300. I do want to shout out a couple people um, for all of their um, help in making this possible. Julian, Colt, Nick, and also other Nick here at Club Coming. Thank you so much for your help tonight and in the preparation for AG300. Priska Edwards, who's the phenomenal photographer, taking photos you guys are going to see on social. Um, Kelly Kaloran Bensimone, Margaret Josephs, Carol Radziwill, Lisa Barlow for sending in audio. She has had quite a week recording and filming the show, and she made it happen, and we're so appreciative. Um, tangentially related, Amy Phillips for some creative counsel, uh, who has been phenomenal. Um, Maritza Lopez, who created the show graphics, and uh, Evan for joining this evening. Have you guys, have you bought the copies of Evan's book? Because it's getting raves across the board. Andy Cohen himself, no less than like 64 times on Watch What Happens This Week was highly, highly encouraging people to buy it. So um, thank you so much for being a thank part of you. AG300. Um, and I do just finally, two, two more thank yous and then we're gonna skadood. Um, Damian Bellino is here tonight. He co-produced tonight's uh, festivities and is the OG of the AG with whom this show would not exist. We started Andy's Girls Together. And I just want to shout him out um, for all of the ways that he has supported the pod, um, both while we're recording and while we, uh, we're just talking about stuff and whatnot. Um, and also all of the AGs and guest co-hosts, listeners, I just want to thank all of you for listening and supporting the podcast and, you know, live shows, it's a new kind of entity and idea and it wouldn't happen without people who bought tickets in honor of the event, people who attended and all of you for listening every week. I just can't thank you enough. This did, I never thought when Damien and I were on the People's People's Couch in my apartment on the Upper East Side, episode one, that this would go to two, let alone 300. So I just want to thank all of you for coming tonight and for listening to the podcast and supporting it. And I'm just so thankful. So I just wanted to say thank you. And on that note, Evan, where can people follow you on social and like buy your stuff and whatnot? You can follow me at Evan Ross Katz. Great, and you can follow me at Dame Galley. And guys, we're gonna um, maybe drink. Is it not fucking working, this piece of shit? Well, thank God I'm returning it on Monday. There will be, uh, when you listen to the episode, you're gonna hear um, a theme song playing at the end. But in the meantime, let's go um, have a cocktail and begin. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Good night.